Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome back to the show. I'm Julia Hartley-Brewer. You'll be talking TV on TV, on radio, online and on your smart speaker now. The conflict between Israel and terror group Hamas has been raging on for nearly a month now. 241 Israeli hostages are still being held in Gaza. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said there would be no ceasefire until or unless they are released. Uh, well, I'm joined right now by Israel's ambassador to the United Kingdom, Zippy Hotoveli. Uh, good Hi, afternoon Julie. to you. Um, it is extraordinary. We, we spoke very, very soon after this horrific attack on the 7th of October. Here you are again. We are still in a situation where, I mean, the death toll, the 1,400 loss of life uh, in Israel on the 7th of October, that the details of that are now more and more in evidence. We've got all these hostages being held in Gaza. We've now got the deaths of many people in Gaza as well. Um, I want to ask you, first of all, in terms of the calls for ceasefires that we're seeing, pressure on the Labour leader, Keir Starmer, call for a ceasefire. Uh, we've got the uh, Anthony Blinken, we've got the US Secretary of State. He's in Turkey today. He's been meeting uh, with people across the Middle East, now talking, for a pro talking about a serious pause in, in the hostilities. What does a ceasefire mean to you? What does a pause mean to you? And why is Israel resisting? It's so simple. At the 6th of October, there was a ceasefire. Israel was living its life peacefully. All those communities like Beirut, Faraza, Sderot, Ofakim, they lived their life peacefully. Uh, Palestinians from Gaza were allowed to get into Israel. 18,000 permits were given to people to work together. Those communities, that these people reported to Hamas people how exactly their houses are built in these communities in order to them to come and slaughter them at the 7th of October. The, so when the someone... Hamas fighters, they had plans for the houses they knew. Yes. You've seen there are documents that the government has now, which yes, they, they, were, they were told how many people lived there. How exactly. Many they, there. Came, they came to commit a genocide in each individual Jew they come across. And the only thing that stopped them was Israeli defense forces and very, very brave police officers that were there in the field and very brave, uh, you know, civilians who just took their weapons from the army and just went yeah. to protect the people. But you, we need to remember what happened on the 7th of October. Sometimes I have the feeling that people, you know, they deal with the situation in Gaza 
as if there was no 7th of October. Yeah. What happened that Israel just, the, the government just woke up one morning and just decided to, to start a strike on Gaza. No, this is not the case. But also this, this moral equivalence that we hear again and again between the Israeli government, a democratically elected government, the only democratically elected government in the Middle East, and a, ter a prescribed terrorist group, Hamas, exactly. Um, not elected. And you, people often talk about they were elected in 2006. They've not faced elections since. If they thought they were that popular, presumably they would stand for election. Um, uh, but, but that I'm, afraid, but, I'm afraid they yeah, do get a support. Get, there, is, yes. there is too much support for them, certainly yes. in, in Gaza. But this, the, the idea that what happened on October the 7th is no different to what is happening right now in Gaza. Yes. How, do you, how do you understand that? That, well, first of all, you get to hear the spokesperson of Hamas. Uh, some platforms here give him the stage to speak and to, to spread his hatred uh, to the Israeli people and to the Jews in Israel. And he says, 7th of October will be repeated again and again. So just understand what is the face of the enemy Israel is facing. We're facing a brutal barbaric terror organization that butchered Israelis, uh, killed children in their beds. Um, one of my uh, assistants was saying, they were killing children in their Mickey Mouse pajamas. They, they came in the morning and, you, you know, Boris Johnson was yesterday in Israel. Let me share that with you because my friend was hosting him. One of my parliament members' friend was, was hosting him. And, you know, he went, he wanted to see the south area of, of Israel after the, the damage being created by the Hamas attack. And even now, a month after the terror attack, you can still see the blood spots in a children's bedroom. Even now, Boris Johnson was holding his hand in his hands, shocked from the terror and the horrific sights he's seen. So just think about it. This is the visual of all those, uh, you know, uh, ghost villages in Israel today. No one is living there now because everyone is evacuated. Israeli people became refugees in their own homes. And all this reality were created by a war that Hamas declared, calculately crossing the, crossing the border, 3,000 Hamas terrorists came to Israel the 7th of October, and each one of them had one mission, to kill every single individual, torture them, torture their bodies. We made a screening uh, last Thursday for the, for the journalists in this country that want to see the truth. And the silent, this heavy silent was in the room after the screening was over from the footages, the raw footages. Of Hamas. Yeah, this, this is a week and a half ago. But journalists, hard-bitten war journalists who were crying, people vomiting afterwards because of the gore. Exactly. And it's a difficult, isn't it? Because in the Western media, we don't see a lot of the, the full atrocities of war. In the Middle Eastern TV uh, output, you actually do see... A lot of this. Unfortunately, do, it was on Telegram. See, yeah. Hamas published it in his they, they, Telegram. They were, they were boasting about it. Yes. Normally, if there's a terror attack or some sort of atrocity, people try and hide that they've done it. This was being they glorified. It. They glorified. glorified it. Do you think, though, that... I mean, one of the reasons why Israel put out that footage to be seen by by independent journalists to verify it, to, you know, to, to see this is what really happened. This isn't, this isn't rumours, because there was that debate, wasn't there, about was it 42 babies that were beheaded or was it just a couple, as if, as if that's a normal isn't debate a to be having in a debate. Yes, this, this is okay. really crazy but, debate. But are you worried that you are, nevertheless, uh, you speak on behalf of Israel in this country, losing the propaganda war? Because Hamas... I mean, look, you know, they've won the propaganda war with the BBC, have they not? Um, not to be called a, a, ter a terrorist group. Um, constantly, they, they, they're being believed when they, cl they claim numerous deaths as a result of an attack on a, ho a hospital, which is Israel's blame for and the like. Um, this footage, the, the false blame, yes, false, we should say. The footage that is put out day in, day out of, of you know, children being the victims in the rubble in Gaza. 
That is playing into Hamas's hands. Are you losing that propaganda war? So my answer to you is when you see the leadership in this country, the UK leadership, leaded by uh, Prime Minister Rishi Sunak and the Foreign Secretary James Cleverly, you can see a very strict standing with Israel. Understanding ceasefire is irrelevant when you're talking about a terror organization still holding 241 hostages, just like you mentioned. And this is not relevant now. So you see the backup of all Western leaders. You see the U.S. stands with Israel. You see Joe Biden comes to Israel. Blinken comes again and again to Israel just to make sure that Israel wins this war. You can see more and more military aid coming from the U.S. and from the U.K. because they understand Israel must win this justified war. So we see actually in the leadership among parliament members, more and more people understand that you cannot be terror by appeasing it. You cannot. So you need. We would never need... call for that if, it, exactly. if there would be an attack of equivalence in the, on this uh, territory here in the UK. We would not be saying yes. What we need to do is, uh, is, a is have a ceasefire. I agree. You talked about victory. What what does victory look like? I mean, in an ideal world, wouldn't it be great? We had a two-state solution, peace on all sides, and everyone could live freely. Um, I don't think anyone thinks right now that's going to happen in the near future. Exactly. What does so victory look I, like? I, I, for I can Israeli tell you government? that the two-state solution failed by the Palestinians refusing time after time to have that. And just listen well, to... Well, they say they want and the Israeli listen, state. They say no, that's no, they, their state. They want the Israel state, exactly. So they're chanting from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. And unfortunately, they mean free from Jews. So we know that this is what they want. This is the jihadi ideology in Hamas, based in Hamas charter. This is, you can see it also in, among the PLO people. So what you see at the moment is, uh, I think that the big crisis is the fact those children in Gaza were educated to hate Jews and to dehumanize them. And uh, I, I can tell you there is no Israeli in the world that is dehumanizing Palestinians. We all see them as human beings, but they're looking at us as if we were less than animals. They, they brutally killed those children in the Gaza... Street, in, in, we we in had Gaza. a soldier who's on... One of the things that was released was a tape recording of a soldier from Hamas, well, a terrorist, let's call him what he is, a terrorist from Hamas, calling his mother, saying, I killed 10 Jews, Mum, you should be proud of me. I think this repulsive, That's, this repulsive yeah. culture, this is what's creating that. How do we, so, how do we deal with it? Again, so, so, again, you're asking me about the end yeah. game, and I think, I think part of it is understanding that the problem with this poisonous ideology, that you cannot have UNRWA, you cannot have UN facilities bringing the children's schools, I mean, the buildings, without creating a proper content. Think about those textbooks those children were growing up with. So they were growing up with almost like a Nazi ideology against the Jewish people. And those are the, the future children that are becoming terrorists, supporting Hamas actions. And you yeah. can see those people celebrating Hamas atrocities. This is the problem. So I think... People that, here celebrating. I think, so that's, a, that's another issue. I would love to discuss yeah, that with you. But let's speak about the fact that no future solution won't include a different educational system with the Palestinians. We so need to you have, have to change. It's not enough just to defeat Hamas. I you have it, to change hearts so, and minds. So the way I see it, I call it the Marshall Plan for the Gaza Strip. It's not enough just mm -hmm. to pour money because the international community pour billions of money that went only to one place to build this underground terror city of Hamas. The majority of the of the budget and the money was sponsoring Hamas with its activities. And you can see Ismail Ania is a billionaire sitting in Qatar, spending time in five-star hotels. So this is the problem. The leadership of Hamas couldn't care less about their people. They are not there in Gaza. They're, they're, they're hiding in Qatar. And, and this is why I think this organization, this 
uh, infrastructure of Hamas, this um, military abilities, it all must be dismantled when this war is and, over. And we, we've told that, that uh, Gaza has been basically split into two, north and south, that uh, we're looking at the next 48 hours, um, Israeli defence forces uh, going into Gaza City proper. There was some talk about, you know, you know where a lot of the tunnels are, you've got information, you, you just flood the tunnels, but of course the concern is that the hostages are in the tunnels. I don't want to get into the tactics of how do we dismantle the tunnels, but there is one point should be made here. Uh, I think people are not aware how much Hamas is using the people of Gaza, not just as human shields, but also the civil facilities in Gaza as their base and headquarters. So the Shifa Hospital, which is the main central hospital of the Gaza city, is now the main headquarter of Hamas. So Israel is working according to the international law. So we are obligated to do that. But at the same time, the international law allows us to attack everywhere that is like a base, a military base yeah. of Hamas. So we need now the, the understanding of people around the world that all the hospitals in Gaza are being occupied by Hamas headquarters by Hamas terrorists and leaders, and this is the problem. We need to make sure that all the people will be evacuated. Israel is doing yeah. uh, major... You call on people to evacuate. You're, yeah. you're saying basically when those when civilians die, when they've been told to evacuate, when Hamas has occupied those buildings effectively, uh, building their, their depots there, that Hamas is responsible for Absolutely, yes. Hamas okay. is responsible let's, let's talk about, about what's been going on here in the UK. Um, what is your feeling... Um, about those big protests that we've been seeing every weekend. Um, we've been asking everyone today to get in touch about this Armistice Day protest planned for this Saturday. Again, um, this is the, one of the most holy, a sacred day for, it for is people a sacred in, day. Britain, yes. in Britain to commemorate our, our, our fallen dead uh, for the right for things like protests. Do you think that protest should be banned altogether? Should they be banned generally? Is it just they shouldn't be allowed to go to take place at the Cenotaph? What do you think? So, Let's start from, from the very important thing for this weekend. Uh, I think it's just disrespectful when you think about the sacrifice people made in this country for the freedom and values of this country. Nothing can be more contradicting to the values of this country as a democracy, as a symbol of Western uh, liberty, than the values of Hamas. It is against freedom, free speech, is against liberties for, for women, for every single individual. Everyone is oppressed by Hamas. So just think about this ideology being glorified in the streets of London. When you have the day where you remember the people that fight the Nazi regime, I think it doesn't look good. So it's, it's for sure not the best way to give freedom of speech in the streets of London. Freedom of speech is a very welcome thing, not hatred speech, not uh, you know those hate crimes like calling jihad in the streets of London. So I know the Prime Minister and the Home Secretary take it very seriously. And I think for the long run, we need to make sure the fact that Hamas is a proscribed terror organization in this country will be reflected also on the calls and the glorifying of Hamas mm -hmm. actions. If you see people celebrating Hamas actions in the streets of London, this is something that can't happen when Hamas is proscribed here in this country. Okay. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Thank Ambassador Zipi Hodavelli. Thank, Thank you, you uh, for joining us. Um Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.